podcast is actually the evening and uh welcome to delicious tears i'm your host of solution for the next 30 to 60 minutes this might be a long one i don't know but here on episode seven correct me if i'm wrong seven y'all know i just crank these out and i let the the counter do its thing on the anchor app but tonight's topic is the presidential debate the first debate of 2020 one of three and um debate is actually a uh loose term i'm going to use for this so tonight's discussion is actually about uh two old men arguing in a bar with a helpless bartender trying to get them to stop and calm down before closing that's what i saw today two angry old guys arguing (laughs) race doesn't matter it was just two angry old guys arguing in a bar i felt like at any moment a curse word was going to fly or a fight might break out either between trump and the moderator chris wallace or trump obviously and biden because it got personal it got personal debates are meant for mudslinging they really are they're 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 literally meant to kind of pro poke and jab and create chinks in the armor of your opposition as you you run for office You, you really want to make them trip up and look clueless when it comes to big topics you like you know something either they really don't know or whoever wrote these notes they don't know they don't know how to counter it and present their uh their talking points during the debate and that's really what it's all about it's about preparation and being uh calm in in the face of scrutiny either by the pressure that's put on by the moderator with the question or your opposition countering and questioning you so that's the thing about debates but i I think there's a good feature that they might want to think about and it's the mute button when one candidate's talking i think they should shut off the other candidate but they won't do that because that back and forth is good for ratings that dissension and that that arguing that banter is good people want to see that they don't want to see questions answered another person you know their faces twisted up and all that stuff they like the interruption as unprofessional and undignified as it was tonight yeah you those two definitely needed mute buttons and i had a feeling this was going to happen because biden has always been a live wire he was kind of docile under um obama and that's what he was there for but if you knew anything about him Prior to the presidency, the, the, the guy's a firebrand, and obviously Trump, you know what Trump's all about. So let's get into it. It was an insane introduction. Like I said, two old angry men arguing in a bar with the bartender trying to get them to stop. <laughs> well, he's going to kick him out. And obviously, he wasn't going to do that. So uh, the, the first presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden has got it got off to a very contentious start and it, it just started breaking down within a few moments and it started with Trump interrupting Biden on several occasions and Biden calling the president a clown and a liar so Chris Wallace who's a journalist on Fox who actually um, really put the pressure on Trump a couple of months ago in an interview 
You know, Fox is kind of pro-Trump. They they like him. All right, they defend him. And uh, Wallace asked Trump to let Biden finish. And, you know, Biden re responded with, folks, you don't have any idea what this clown is doing. <laughs> I mean, the name calling, the accusations, it, you had it all. This this felt like, a, you know, the, um, the face-off with boxing matches and it just goes crazy kind of like tyson you, you know tyson when he came back and he he was uh regaining his titles and he was really on his his entertainment thing you just never knew what was going to happen during the face down and that's what was going on tonight so you know biden let off with um will you shut up man that right there everybody's saying put it on a t-shirt I was like, wow, this is going to be a wild one. And it was. And, you know, Trump just repeatedly was interrupting and he kept interrupting uh, Chris Wallace, the moderator. And that's when Biden, you know, said that to him. Will you shut up, man. <laughs> it, it just it, it wasn't like, will you shut up? It really was like, look, you, you know. I don't even respect you like that. Like, man, like dudes in the alley somewhere, just I had enough of your crap. Or pick another word with PG over it. So another topic was Trump's taxes, obviously. We knew that was coming because that was a hot potato and it came out conveniently right before the debate. So Biden got a fastball down the center just for him to sit on it and crank it out to left field for 450 feet. And he did. He, he put the pressure on him about that. So when they were going at it with this, Trump had an interesting retort. He said, I don't want to pay taxes. Before I came here, I was a private developer. That's the talk of privileged rich people, wealthy people. They, they want tax breaks. They feel like I'm helping the economy. Why should I pay them? That's the thinking. Remember I told you about wealthy people and rich people and like that? See, see what I'm getting at now. All right. He said, like every other private person, unless they're stupid, they go through the laws. So what he was alluding to was that he was using the, the loopholes within the laws to maneuver so he wouldn't have to pay taxes like a lot of wealthy people and rich people do. He basically was saying, why should I be the exception for this before I became the president? Why, why should I be the exception? This is, no one said a thing prior to now. Well, the spotlight is on you. You're supposed to represent all things as right as American. Supposed to, allegedly, possibly. We hope you would, probably not. So Trump repeated his assertion that he paid millions of dollars and the public would get, get to see it. He, he's gonna present these documents. I seriously doubt it. I seriously doubt it. And he means his version of the document because it's out there now. He then returned to an argument he made in the past that he was simply a shrewd businessman who would take advantage of the tax code and pay the best rate he could possibly, he possibly could. And I just said that, I mean, that's what he really was doing. And uh, a lot of wealthy business people do that all the time and nobody bats an eye. So <laughs> Biden responded by accusing Trump of paying Less tax than the school teacher, which is true. He also vowed to roll back the corporate tax cut 
acts that uh, Trump's instituted as president. Obviously, we want those to, um, you know, benefit the wealthy. And that's why a lot of people support Trump. The wealthy support Trump because he has their best unfair interests at heart. And that's what that came down to. So you know who his base is and you know who he's pining for and pushing for. So one of the big topics was the voting process reliability. You know, the whole thing with the um, United States Postal Service and uh, the mail counting and things like that, the machines being taken offline, uh, we saw that we we're going to have some issues. So they debated that. Biden urged the voters to cast their ballots and not be intimidated by Trump's suggestions. And he said, um, you know, he might, that Trump might not, you know, accept the loss. Like, no, I'm not leaving. And Trump has been groundlessly casting doubt on the rise of the mail ballots and elections in general. And we've seen that in the past few weeks where people are like, I don't know. And he's been pushing that narrative that there's going to be voter fraud. Biden urged viewers not to worry about Trump's scare tactics. He said, I will not accept it. And he, he said, I will accept it. Basically, the outcome of the election. Okay. Where Trump basically was like, I don't have to leave. He was basically talking about the outcome of the election. The election on this statement right here he said i'll accept it and he will too you know why Biden said because once the winner is declared once all the ballots are counted that will be the end of it you'll vacate office and the president-elect will wait and take over that's just how it works that's their you know the american way that's the process another topic was support for the military and that turned into some family attacks. You got to know Biden's history and why this was near and dear to him. And a lot of people forget about this. Joe Biden has invoked his son, Bo Biden, to criticize President Donald Trump, reportedly calling members of the American military who lost their lives losers and suckers. Remember, they had him on tape saying that. That's a huge no-no. Huge, huge no-no. You do not disrespect the military. And this is near and dear to Biden because you have to know who his sons are. Trump responded by pivoting to a familiar attack on Biden's other son, Hunter. Remember the uh, the whole thing with um, the Ukraine and China saying he was securing illegal deals and all that. It came out that that wasn't true. President said, I don't know, Bo. I know Hunter and accused Hunter Biden of having collected millions of dollars from overseas interests, including China. While working as a consultant during his father's tenure as vice president, it echoes attacks the president made earlier in the debate in Cleveland, but have little basis in fact, meaning he was just throwing that stuff out there because his supporters believe him regardless. Trump also opened up a new line attack when he said Hunter Biden was dishonorably discharged from the military for cocaine use. Biden responded that his son wasn't dishonorably discharged. He addressed his view directly and said that a lot like a lot of Americans, Hunter had a drug problem, but was working on it and he fixed it by that. I'm proud of my son. So that was really a low blow that Trump went there. Not very presidential. Um, a, a lesser person would do something like that. A slightly better person might allude to something like that, but a better person wouldn't even touch that. And, you know, um, Joe Biden lost one of his sons war so climate change president donald trump said he does not see human beings as contributing somewhat to climate change 
but doesn't support strict regulations in part because of negative ramifications for businesses. So in a nutshell, Trump is putting money over the environment and basically saying humans really aren't affecting climate change at all. So what he did was um, basically rescind a lot of the the EPA protections, the acts that um, the executive order acts that President Obama put in place to protect the environment, the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act, uh, you know, fuel burning and things like fossil fuel burning, all those things that protect the environment. And um, he just overturned that for the sake of corporations making money. Of course, they're going to support him because of that. When he asks about the um, humans being partially to blame for environmental deterioration, Trump said to an extent, yes, which means he was trying to appease the both sides or he's just clueless because what he said previously, I like to go with the latter. Now, this is where it got horrible, where you got to see the clear and present danger that he has placed on American people and what he could be signaling, what not could be saying, he did signal. He did signal this. So this is race relation. Trump signals a white supremacist group. Trump has sidestepped a question from moderator Chris Wiles about whether he was willing to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. You know, he's always called them good people. You know, to quote him. And I said, he's not going to do that. He's going to dance around it. Or he's going to say something convoluted and not make sense. Like a lot was happening tonight. Kind of sort of with Biden too. It, it got crazy. Where it was like, what are y'all talking about again? Where Wiles was trying to redirect him, get him back on, on track. You know, they had gone down a couple of rabbit holes. He said, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not the right wing. Trump responded, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see peace. Really? Hmm. After all the things you said, all the endorsements, we've seen your rallies. All right. When pressed further, Trump said, what do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a name. Typical Trump-esque type behavior. Finally said, proud boys, stand back, stand by. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right-wing problem. This is a left-wing problem. I say again. Finally, he said, proud boys. Hopefully, everybody's listening know who they are. Stand back. Stand by. So, basically, he put them on notice as, hey, that's an alert. Be prepared to do something. He's talking about the Proud Boys. It's a white supremacist group. Antifa files have always appeared to anti-racism protests, but there's been little evidence beyond Republican claims that Antifa members are to blame for violence at such protests. Trump amply said that they were good people on both sides at the white supremacist rally in Charlottesville that led to the death of a counter-protester. And that's when Joe Biden was talking about Klan members and uh, members of the Proud Boys marching with the tiki torches in Charlottesville before the uh, the clashes and um, one of the protesters, the counter protester was ran over by a white supremacist in a vehicle. Another hot issue was black voters 
COVID-19 deaths and criminal justice. Trump and Vice President Joe Biden are making their pitches to win over black voters in the coming election with Biden mockingly questioning this man. This man's a savior of African-Americans. This man has done virtually nothing. Now, this is a slippery slope for Biden. Like I said, you have to know his history. You really do. So, <clears throat> a lot of people have been championing Joe Biden because of his eight-year run with President Obama, but you really don't know how he got there. So, Biden represented a faction of the Democratic Party that I call the old Democrats. And a lot of black people like to conveniently forget that we weren't always voting Democrats. The switch from Democrat to Republican, well, from Republican to Democrat occurred during the Kennedy and Lyndon B. Johnson era, which is a civil rights movement. So obviously you move over to the people that had your interests in mind, in this case, civil rights. And so Biden represented the old guard from the old Democratic Party before the big switch. And those are the radical Democrats where the ones who their loyalty is to the party, but they have sub loyalties. And this is where the crime bill with him calling uh, black youth who've been incarcerated super predators and the alignment with Hillary Clinton with the the crime bills that uh, they were unfairly sent the unfair sentences that are occurring. So well-read, well-versed black people who know their history about politics, they you haven't forgotten that. You know exactly what he's about. So the question was raised, why did Obama pick him? Well, there was a, a chasm, a hole in the Democratic Party. And he had the minority vote and he had the, the moderate white votes and the, the contemporary white vote. He had solidified them. The ones like, you, you know something, this racism thing is stupid. Um, I'm not getting anything out of it. It just represents the worst in people. I want nothing to do with that. So he had already clearly grabbed that vote, the majority of them on both factions, the, the minorities and the moderate and, you know, the contemporary white voters. He had them. But what he didn't have was the old guard white Democratic vote who were for the policies of the party, but not for the true equal treatment and rights of black people, especially in a criminal justice and judiciary sense. And that's what Biden represented. So to ensure his win and basically a, a coalescing of the entire party, he picked Biden. And he got what he wanted. See how that works? Politics, 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 and bovine excrement. Steamy bovine excrement. That made you uncomfortable, didn't it? Well, anyway, let's get back on it. Biden said one in 1,000 African Americans has died because of the coronavirus, and Trump doesn't do something quickly. It'll be one in 500. A lot of people have disproportionately, a lot of black people have disproportionately died from. Uh, COVID-19 and it's just not something that's being publicized enough it's kind of like oh by the way here are the numbers Trump turns discussion from COVID-19 to a crime bill passed in 1994 that Biden helped write and get passed that among other things increased the penalties for certain drug offenses where 
in a nutshell, the penalty for having crack cocaine, which is a a cheaper off product of cocaine, the penalty for possessing crack cocaine was higher than someone who was found with cocaine. Crazy, isn't it? So you got some diluted cocaine with cut and some other byproducts in there. You get more versus a person who has pretty much powdered cocaine. And obviously that was target at, targeted at the black community. So one thing Trump was also champion, this is off topic a little bit, was the uh, opioid crisis. Well, crack did the same thing to the black community and there was no crisis. It was the, uh, you know, uh, the war on drugs, which was basically the war on black people who engaged in criminal behavior. And people, you know, the whole black on black crime thing was pushed as well. And we're still suffering from that stupid concept. Look that up on your own. But anyway, Trump says, I'm letting people out of jail now and asserted that Biden had treated the black community about as bad as anybody in this country. So this was one side where I was like, you know something? I'm a realist. Trump is right. Yeah. And Biden kind of had that uncomfortable look on his face. Like basically that was a long time ago. Uh, not really. That was almost 26 years ago. There are people still in jail from that. So, yeah. And that also incriminates um, his running mate, Kamala Harris, because she was a part of that as well out there in Oakland. So it, the mudslinging continued as we close it out. It was Trump bragging about campaign rally numbers. Biden has held smaller campaign events requiring attention to spread out and the time sitting taped off circles, calling Trump's totally irresponsible and managing COVID-19. Biden said the president's a fool on this and said Trump only worried about masks and interest protecting his own health and not others because Trump had pulled out a mask. Like, I have a mask. You know, if I'm 200 feet, 200 feet away from a person, you know, why am I going to wear the mask? Every time you see him, he's got a mask on. So the, the whole... Uh, practicing uh, social distancing and wearing your mask it became uh, politicized and it became uh, debate fodder if you will Who who's being more responsible in this time of pandemic because obviously that was made uh, a big deal out of as Trump toured um, I believe it was General Motors plant and a lot of his rallies you never see anybody with a mask on and people are piled in together so of course, journalists brought up Herman Cain, a devout supporter of Trump, a Republican who attended a rally, wasn't wearing a mask, and he died from COVID-19 a month later. Wow. So as they were closing out this this circus, <laughs> this fiasco, I you know, I, I read about debates in history class where it got crazy back in the day old historical debates um, but this one is probably the most insane in modern history so in closing you're the worst president American has ever had was said by Biden and he said it in a manner 
where it made the American public either dismiss it or go, you know something? He's probably right. He's probably right. The average Democrat would agree with that and a rational Republican who's ashamed of their party will probably say the same thing. So in summation, folks, do vote. I'm not here to change your mind. However, for those of you who've just been paying attention to the memes and social media and what that's saying, and you did not watch the debate, the debate, shame on you. All right? Shame on you. And this is why we have the problems we have now, because you don't know the platforms and the issues, whether it's domestic, foreign, financial, uh, judiciary, or uh, you know, human rights, things like that, and funding, military uh, funding, and manning and stuff like this. You can't speak on these things because you don't know what your your candidate is, what they represent, and what's their stance on these things. Because you don't like a certain person. Well, I'm not watching it. I'm not like, no, that means you should watch them more. Trust me, the people you don't like, you may not want to be around them, but you should pay attention to them. So you know what their intentions are with you. But this is going to be under 30 minutes. And, um, you know, Chris Wallace, my goodness, man, you were overmatched. You were overmatched. They needed... Samuel Jackson, there's a meme out there too about that. that he should have moderated that debate. And um, I, I mentioned having a mute button. And that really would have came in handy. I, somebody, I forgot what uh, media outlet, was it CNN that was saying that? You know, they should have mute buttons while one candidate was talking or while the moderator was talking. You just mute both candidates until they were being addressed. But obviously, uh, this is a ratings thing and you saw that so the, the purpose of these debates too is really for the public to see the stance on the candidates and what they're thinking of and also how well they handle pressure the other part is that it also uh, garners more uh, campaign donations for that particular candidate and it can actually help a candidate it could boost them if people are on the fence about who they're voting for. and that's who you really want to go after during the debate the, the people on the fence about who they should vote for we're like wow that just did not speak to me that mm, man they were clueless they don't know what they're doing and you, you just hope that they have the right people in their cabinet to help them with those glaring areas and it doesn't hurt them in the election and it comes down to who has my best interest who has my best interest? Um, clearly, you see what it is with Trump. And it looks like people are trying to figure it out with Biden. But I am out of here. Hey, if you're favoring the podcast, I appreciate you. If you're telling people about it, I appreciate you. All right, spread the word. The numbers are going up. And um, I do enjoy it. Hey, so <laughs> It is awesome when the topics just come to you and people say, are you going to talk about this? I got asked this several times today. Are you going to talk about this? I said, probably, because this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really, really was. Um, 
lot of comedy, a lot of disturbing moments, um, a lot of the uh, the journalists. <laughs> words were used such as uh, debacle, fiasco, circus, uh, super high intensity training show. Figure that out. An argument amongst clowns. You, you name it. They had titles for this. It was very, very undignified. <laughs> it, it was like you wanted to stop watching it, but you couldn't stop watching it. It, it was like, how can I describe it? Um, <clears throat> I made the horrible mistake of tuning into one of those unreality show reunions that they do at the end of the season where the uh the cast members all they do is argue the entire time argue and and try to fight each other and say horrible things about each other that's all you see the entire time so yeah that's what that felt like it felt like one of those unreality show reunions but i'm out of here and clearly people just be a better human and it takes care of everything and i'm out of here